0: Are you dedicated, up-and-coming, motivated, and bold? Then you're dumb, but so are we. Welcome to the Young and Dumb Podcast
1: with your hosts, Justin Wynn and Gary Pershad. Join us every week as we discover the knit and grit of your young and dumb journeys.
0: We got more podcasts for your head top, so watch how you speak on our name, you know? It's not always easy to find what your passion, your drive, or your big ticket might be, but when you find it, make sure you give it your all, get your grind up, and shine like gold.
1: Genuine is his passion for his brand. Open-minded is shown by his brand, Gold Mine Goods, combining both adventure with style. Living describes his mindset. He is forever looking for the next adventure that may inspire his next idea. Determined to build his brand to as big as it can be, this week we turn clothing into gold with Daniel.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Young and Dumb with your hosts, Justin and Gary. Episode 23, ready for you. We have a special guest with us today. Daniel, say what's up to the people.
2: What's up? I hope everyone's doing well.
0: Glad to have you on board with us today, Daniel. Um, Just like the young and dumb culture, we waste no time. Let's hop right into it. Tell us who you are and what you're doing right now.
2: My name is Daniel Espina. I'm the owner of Goldmine Goods, a clothing and adventure brand.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So take us through what kind of brought you to the clothing brand, adventure brand industry.
2: Okay. So it all started off in high school when I discovered that I was really kind of gravitating towards fashion and design and art and clothing. I've never been really one to be able to draw or make music or or something along those lines, you know, like uh, I've never really found like my medium in that aspect, but in high school I found I found clothing and even though it seems kind of weird that I'm saying that like clothing is kind of like my creative medium, but I express myself through like what I wore and the designs that I, I chose from certain brands and whatnot. so I'd say that I got into clothing based off of that after finding out that I was I was <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It's kind of no, uh, difficult. No to, worries, man. Yeah. Um, about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much covered like that question. So we we'll go to the next question.
1: Okay. Awesome. So we've talked a little bit before, and you were explaining to us about like how you got into Supreme and started flipping that on eBay and places like that. Um, I've really seen that industry kind of start growing. You know, the sneaker kid. That's with DJ Khaled, yep. he's like a millionaire now uh, Isn't it, is it Ben? Is it Ben? ben? I think it is, because yep. business is yeah, booming, yeah, it is. you know Business is always <laughs>
0: booming
1: with Ben always. <laughs> Exactly So yeah, so like, what kind of brought you to that? What? how did you get started with Supreme?
2: Well, to be honest with you, I don't remember exactly like, when I first like, saw Supreme but when I did see Supreme is like, I, I was just, honestly, I was just inspired, like, I just, I started like, getting really heavy into them, like Anything that they made, like, I instantly liked for some reason. Like, it was just... For me, it was just, like, so creative. Like, their designs were just so out there, and they, it seemed like they really were just doing their own thing. Like, no other company could really compare to, like, what they were making, and I was just really, like, attracted to, like, what they were doing. And uh, pretty much, I started uh, f- I started buying secondhand on eBay, right? So I started buying uh, just T-shirts I liked and stuff, started rocking them around. Like, keep in mind, like, around this time, like, nobody was really, like... Like, they really know what Supreme was compared to now because, like, it's, it's a super big thing now. But mm. before, uh, I would just buy, like I said, I would just buy, like, the T-shirts I liked and whatnot. And then I discovered, like, after, after I kind of wanted another T-shirt, because, um, I mean, <laughs> they, the T-shirts are expensive. And I, I'm not, I wasn't really rich at the time. I'm, I'm still not rich, of course. But um, I would sell the T-shirts uh, to get money to buy another T-shirt. And then I would realize that I was actually selling the T-shirts for more profit. So in that moment, I was like, wait, I was like, I can just buy a T-shirt. I don't even need to like it. I can just buy the T-shirt and just resell it. So that's kind of like how that became. And uh, I had always kind of been into eBay shopping and whatnot. So I kind of saw that that was a good platform for like reselling. So I just started reselling on there.
0: So, Daniel, I'm slightly familiar with uh, Supreme, especially when I was younger. Um, it was one of the bigger brands that I was growing up with. Um, but to me, I recognized it as like a West Coast brand. And it was kind of uh, separated from my inner circle um, as it was like that was goals. Like that was our our Gucci, per se, when we were younger. So how did you get into that?
2: Uh, I've been working since I was 15. So I was just saving money. And honestly, I was living at home, of course, because I was young. So all the money I had, I, I really didn't have any responsibilities at the time because I was young compared to now. So any money that I made could be spent towards things like that. Because, I mean, when you're young, you don't, you don't have
1: anything to pay for. So you can do whatever you want with your money. Gotcha. So I know recently, at least, I've like been researching into Supreme and wanting to try and flip some of their stuff. If you mm-hmm. don't mind sharing, what has been your biggest flip? some of those things have been My biggest crazy. flip?
2: Uh, well, to be honest with you, I dealt mostly in t-shirts, so, like, the profit margins weren't the largest, mm-hmm. but I remember picking up uh, one of these, this shirt, it was uh, called the 40 ounce tee, it had, like, Chucky on it, I bought it for $30, and I sold it for $130, and that, that right there is just kind of, like, mind-boggling to me because it was a T-shirt, and I was selling it for, like, 100 extra of what I got it. Regardless, somebody's paying $130 for a T-shirt, which is, I just, I don't, know, I just don't understand it. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's just what the culture is right now, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, tell us, Daniel... What advice do you have for someone who's trying to get into the brand flipping business uh, or trying to sell things on eBay? Um, like, what are some things that they should do? What are what's some advice you have for them?
2: Well, I would first say you need to build uh, your eBay or whatever platform you're, you're trying to sell on because the number one thing is having feedback and rating. Um, honestly, if you don't have feedback, most people are not going to want to buy your 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 items. So that's first and foremost is building a good solid account, a seller account, and then second is um, well, it really dep- if you're if you're trying to resell Supreme, you have to be. I would say you have to. Sh- you have to know what you're looking for. You you need to know the products that sell for the most, um, which T-shirts are going to sell, which others don't sell, which, because because on the market right now there's plenty of T-shirts that are like still going for retail, maybe ten dollars over retail, and then there's T-shirts like the one I sold that are going for a hundred dollars over retail. So you have to you you need to you need to research before before anything. You need to research, and then from there. Uh, just, just, uh, knowing what time of the day to look at the market, uh, like on eBay, because most of the time you're going to do most of your buying on eBay. I've done buying on various different apps. Uh, another good app that I like is Depop is D E P O P. Um, that's a really good, uh, that's a really good app for finding some steals. Uh, Honestly, though, before, it was easier to find some steals, but nowadays, you don't really see too much um, Discounted Supreme on Depop, but I'm not saying it's impossible. It just, it just takes uh, some time and just watching. Um, same thing with eBay, because there's a lot of other people that are trying to do the same thing, so you, at the same time, you kind of have to get lucky. Um, I would suggest kind of like watching the listings that are, are listed for, like, multiple days and uh, trying to contact the mess, like the seller because if you contact the seller and you can offer them like maybe a better a better uh, maybe offer just offer them anything. Some some sellers won't even reply, but some sellers I have secured deals um, with through eBay. Really? But the thing is, um, yeah, the thing is. Um, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, this is kind of like unorthodox, but eBay uh, they charge a fee for selling, right? So what I would do is sometimes when I was really trying to get a steal. Um, another thing. Uh, when people when people would. Uh, they would list uh, a piece for a good price. I would see the price. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cheap, like that's reasonable. I would go on their sell I would go on their account and then I would look at the other items they're selling. And I'm like, okay, they're they're selling like three or four of these t- like cool t shirts for good prices, like Supreme t-shirts. So I'm like, okay. So I go in their mess I go in their messages and I'm like, I'll do two I'll do two for fifty shipped. E PayPal, not eBay. Like it because PayPal is, is uh basically you pay the eBay fee and then you pay a PayPal fee. Uh, I'm basically tell them we can skip the eBay fee and you can charge me strictly PayPal and then you can save money. You can save the fee that you would have got from eBay essentially. And honestly, I've secured at least five deals through that way. It's just like messaging, messaging them and then like offer them a price through PayPal and they're like, yeah, I'm down for that. So, uh, I say you just really, you have to get kind of like nowadays you kind of have to get creative, like how you're securing deals. Um, just kind of, uh, maybe joining sneaker groups or, uh, clothing groups on Facebook is another good one. I'm not, uh. I'm not part of any groups, but I know for a fact that uh, those groups do uh, have people that post a lot of deals so um at the end of the day it's all about using all the resources you have because uh, in today's day and age it's the technology is absolutely nuts the internet's nuts there's so much out there for you to there's so much out there for you to access you know like it's just a matter of uh, how much
1: effort you want to put into it word word oh, yeah most definitely so um where are you doing this research? Because I've kind of found that difficult. Maybe because I'm not really a fashion guy. You are not. And you're not I'm kind a of fashion guy. That, um, at
2: all. What, what research are you saying like specifically?
1: Well, like, little, yeah, so I'm a terribly fashion guy. Like, I wear green and blue <laughs> and purple and yellow. It's common. I don't really care. Yeah, I like this color. It's all good. Yeah, mind. but, like, so, because I know friends who have bought, like, either a hat, not a hat, but, like, Chopsticks or something for something from Supreme. Who knows what it is, for mm-hmm. like fifty dollars, and they flipped it for like two hundred fifty dollars. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah, real easy like money. Well, if it's
2: unorthodox products, it's I feel like it's kind of uh, it's kind of a roll of a dice because you really never know if the resale price is gonna be there. Exactly. But um, I'll personally, personally, I've never really ventured into like into the item, the item section of it, like the collectibles.
0: Daniel, uh, what? Why Supreme? Um, I know that there's tons of other brands that are popular, um, with the youth nowadays and back then. What made you say that, no, it's Supreme's what the one that's going to make me the the most money or that's going to, um, bring the most attention to what I'm selling?
2: Well, I think that's a good question because back then it wasn't really what it is today, but, uh. I just saw that um on on Depop mostly, the other app that I would use, um a lot of people would always hit me up whenever I would post uh, supreme supreme T-shirts. Uh, on eBay, I would always get watchers constantly. like as soon as I would post it, someone would be watching it. So I just knew that there was there was a market offer there. Uh, f- for Supreme, and I knew that uh, it was growing and it had been around for a while because I knew a couple of friends that had been into it for a couple of years already, and it's, it was still going on steady. So I just, I just saw the potential in it, and uh, I just kept on riding the wave pretty much.
1: Cool. 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 So let's. So what happened after Supreme? So you started making a little bit of money off the Supreme. Um, what next? Um, after that. I started.
2: I, I mean, to be honest, at that point, I wasn't really in my 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 entrepreneur's like mindset yet. I was still. Pretty young and and just kind of growing up and still going through high school and just still trying to find myself pretty much. So I wasn't really doing much in regards to uh, business and growing growing my growing a business. I mean, I didn't really think of it like that. I was just reselling T-shirts, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it came to a point though when I was I was starting to start realizing that you know I was starting to make more like starting to make money off of it and I was treating it a little more seriously. But then. It actually came to the point where it was getting harder to find uh, items to flip because I was finding all of them, and eventually, like, people stopped posting deals because. You know, deals or deals—they're not always going to be there. It's not—it's not like it's a retail price; it's under retail price, you mm-hmm. know. So, uh, eventually, it did start slowing down, and it came to the point where, like now, I don't really—I don't really like search the market too much for it anymore because, I mean, I just—I feel like it's not necessarily worth my time. It's not well—not necessarily that's not worth my time because it is worth my time because there's profit out there. But I just, uh, my time's very limited mm-hmm. nowadays compared to mm-hmm. before. So I don't really have an extra two hours to be searching through ebay trying to find yeah, a deal and it's harder to find now too because like like i'm trying yep, to and it's, supreme, that's another right. that's another factor it's extremely actually yeah it's extremely harder now because it's just it's blown up a lot like compared to two or three years ago like the the comparisons like i don't even understand like it's like bitcoin right now basically
0: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that's that's a perfect comparison now
1: awesome so let's move on to your first venture um how did that
0: go yeah tell us a little bit about that okay
2: well i moved here to orlando at the age of three from long island new york and i never left the state until i was 18 years old uh that trip was actually to new york city and that kind of i would say that that trip kind of started kind of getting the like the the Getting things moving inside of my head uh, in regards to How I was living my life and like what I wanted to do with it Um, I started I realized that like how vast the world was and how many opportunities lay out there after that New York trip and uh, I mean, it's it's different Uh, being in New York. It's a concrete jungle. It's not it's not it's not nature out there It's it's i I'd say it's like real world uh, it's like a real-world setting, pretty much, like a, a big a big city, a bunch of people, a bunch of things going on. Um, me and my friends planned out to drive up to Georgia, stay in the cabin for a couple of days, and uh, honestly, that was one of the best decisions we've ever made. We had this uh, three-story cabin um, out, God knows where, some random place in Georgia, <laughs> um, hot tub and whatnot. It was just so beautiful, um, all my best friends, because uh, before we would take cabin trips, but they were all in Florida, so like we decided to like finally go out, uh, make the extra couple hour drive to get to the mountains. And uh, that trip, um, we had actually, uh, we had to drive about two hours to get to the Smoky Mountains, and then once we got there, um, one of the trails was closed off, so we went on this other trail, and uh, it was the the whole entire path was completely covered with ice. so um we were walking and we would just slip like you would just step and you, you wouldn't even see it coming everybody was just falling flat oh, on their ass L- li- li- like literally <sighs> like like you would just slip you could not you cannot stop yourself from slipping. so um I don't even know how like the 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 hike up there was hours it was so long and uh, we kept on asking people that would pass us. We we're like, um, how much, how much longer till we get to the, like the peak? And they're like, oh, another thirty minutes. I'm like, all right, cool. So we keep on walking, 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 walking. And then we see another group of people. Like, yo, like after an hour, we're like, hey, yo, how many, like, uh, how much time left until the peak? And they're like, uh, about like 30, 45 more minutes. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, the last people said that, but all right, cool. So we kept on, we like, kept on climbing, climbing. It happened about like four times where somebody told us that it was like thirty or forty more minutes, and we're just like losing our mind. Like we're all like out of breath, like dying. We're like, oh my god like when are we going to get there and then uh this last person that we see on the way up there like yeah there's actually a snowstorm coming like you guys should probably get off the mountain now like it's not a good idea to go up there and we're just <laughs> kind of looking at each other and we're like we're like we like we're not like what are we like we made it this far like we gotta go like let's go so um we like finally made it to the peak and it was just starting to snow and i actually got this like really beautiful picture it's probably like my most favorite picture I've ever taken in my entire life it's actually like my uh desktop Uh, screensaver but uh once we got up there I was just I felt I felt so insignificant really like in in comparison to like what was what was around me like I started realizing that um as a human um I'm really small compared to like the world around me but in that moment I felt like I felt like I was I felt like it was important. I felt like I was I was like fulfilling a destiny like being there and just like feeling how I was feeling. And ever since like that day, like I just I just feel like this connection with nature and like whenever I'm in it, I just feel like myself. I feel like at peace within myself. I just feel like life life is good. Yeah. That's 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 how I feel.
1: So was that how you started Goldmine Goods or well,
2: before that I was part of another clothing brand called NJF mm-hmm. and that's pretty much where I got like the like the logistics behind making clothing. Um, finding out like how it's manufactured, how we put it together, like the different materials, like the different uh, printing options, like that kind of thing. Um, I found that out through NJF because I was sort of a, uh, I would say like creative director in a way. I was I was really in charge of like the fashion side of it. So um, NJF really helped me build uh, those uh, those credentials I would say, in like build and like making clothing and then it actually got to the point with that company that I felt like I was I wasn't able to fully express myself um there was just personal differences between me and the owners and i just wanted a bigger i wanted a bigger title than what i had i wanted to be i wanted to have as much power as an an owner and uh obviously like the owner is not going to give somebody who's below him like the power the same power as him because he started it so i was just kind of like wow like well i mean like this is never gonna work because i mean i'm never gonna be satisfied with where i'm at so um we kind of all just mutually agreed to disagree and uh, decided to leave, and then as soon as I decided to leave, um, I already kind of had an idea of like starting my own thing. I was telling that to myself that uh, if I was going to leave NJF, I would, would begin my own clothing brand. So it's exactly what I did. I kind of just uh, had a design idea for NJF, um, and it involved like gold mind. It, that was that was the design. It was like having a gold mind, like, and. Uh, Nobody really like liked it too much, so I, I was just kind of oh, whatever. So I just like kind of kept it, um, kind of kept it in my notebook, and then when the time came, I was thinking I was like gold mind and then i was like kind of like that like that could be a good name and then i was like well well i don't want, I want to sell more than just clothes eventually so i'm like gold mind and goods and then i just float off the tongue nicely and i was like that makes perfect sense so then i like went on uh gimp which is similar to uh, photoshop and i created like my first logo and i ordered stickers and then that was pretty much like the beginning of that but uh yeah
0: yeah, so Daniel, I want to f- talk about how you found uh, gold mine goods. Usually, people find um, a definition like a meaning or a purpose, and mm-hmm. they use that to create a name and build off of that. But you took a different approach and you yeah. found the name first, and then you looked for a meaning within that name. Mm-hmm. Um so tell us a little bit about that process. I mean, do you feel like it was the right way to go yeah. about it? Was it Is it something that worked for you personally? Well, I think it's,
2: uh, I think it, it makes sense in my, in like my life, in my world, because I feel like destiny is uh, something that controls a lot of things that happen in my life. So I feel like me finding it like. Thinking about that design and having it there and then also uh, ending up like leaving I felt like everything was happening for a reason and then the name was already there and it had came to my mind and it just everything had made sense to me and I don't really second guess things when they when I feel like they make sense in my heart. Uh, I just kind of felt like it was my time to do my own thing and uh, even though at that time gold mine goods fully it wasn't fully developed like the idea of what a gold mine was uh, I kind of felt like I was on the journey towards there because things were happening around my life that were kind of drastic like things were falling apart but at the same time I was moving forward to do different things you know so I just figured that um eventually with everything I was doing and the places I was going uh, a spark would set off in my head and indeed it did so I mean I, I guess my my thoughts on destiny weren't too far off
1: mm-hmm. so with growing your uh, your brand so far what's kind of been the hardest thing that you've encountered with it <laughs>
2: The hardest thing is probably getting people to buy your product because the market is so flooded with uh, competition or I mean, other people that are selling their own things, uh, at the end of the day, it's about what separates you from the other brand and what what is it about your product that other people will like that will make them buy it. And although I haven't made sales, like obviously I've, I've sold plenty of stuff, uh, you know, I want to keep on growing that obviously. But uh, it comes to a point where I'm not exactly sure uh, what will bring me to that next level in in like in regards to uh, like marketing and advertising. I feel like uh, those skills come with time, and uh, we're still very young, and uh, the company's still very young, and I still I still I feel like I'm still owning like honing my my skills uh, in marketing and advertising. After all, I am a marketing major but I haven't actually started learning any marketing skills. So I'm just kind of going off of what I think is, is suitable for my company and like what works or not. But that, that doesn't mean that it's actually going to work. It's just kind of like a trial and error kind of thing right now.
0: Okay. So you mentioned that um, to separate your brand, you have to like separate yourself and show what makes you unique or special. What makes your brand um, special? Why should people go to gold mine goods and, um, get some clothing or get some apparel.
2: I th- for me, it's 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 uh, gold mine goods is more than just clothing, but it it also is largely based around clothing. the The thing with gold mine goods is it's it's a li- it's a lifestyle. Like gold, to have a gold mine it's it's a lifestyle. It's it's uh it's the choices you make the the way you carry yourself. To have a gold mine to represent gold mine goods is is to is to br- represent that lifestyle that I'm I'm trying to portray. And then on top of that, the clothing is is I've spent so much time like making sure the clothing is where I wanted to be in, in terms of quality and, and look and everything. I've paid so much attention to detail. It's it's I feel like I see a lot of brands are just kind of putting things out there and I just I, I'm I put I put like my heart and my effort into into my clothing and my brand. So I, f- I feel like that that shows off to some people and that's why people will gravitate towards the brand and buy products.
0: Right. So I want to take your entire journey so far um, and try and compress it into a loading bar. And this loading bar is unique to you. Where do you feel like you are right now on your loading bar from zero to 100 percent?
2: 100 percent being what?
0: Uh, being, that's the end goal. Like you're finished, you're done. There's no more that you could possibly do. Um, everything that you've
2: honestly, I feel like I'm at, I feel like I'm at five or 10% on my loading, on my loading, uh, what is it? Loading bar. I feel like I'm at five or 10%. Um, I say this because I I believe that time is a huge effort in anything and especially in business. Um, I've been around for maybe, maybe uh, a year or so. And I'm thinking about 10 years down the road. I'm not thinking about the year that just passed. I'm thinking about, like, very long term because I think businesses take a lot of time to grow. So um, I feel like I'm just very at the very beginning, even though it it might seem that I'm, I'm like, far down. uh, I I feel like I'm just beginning still, even after a year. I I, I still feel like I'm still learning and I'm still trying to grow. I'm still trying to do things differently and try to figure out what works and what doesn't work. So I, I, five between between five and ten percent is, is where I feel like I'm at
1: right so now. So what is a hundred percent and like, what do you? hundred percent would be owning would be owning a
2: a shop uh, or like a, a store where it would be half gold mine goods clothing and then the other half would be organic hmm. uh, food. Okay. Basically, gold mine goods food. And what do you think? That would be my hundred percent. What do you goal. think you need to do to get there? build a lot of capital <laughs> that that's the number one thing is money is the biggest factor in anything and the, to do something like that it would it would, t- it would take investors and it would take it would take a lot it would th- that that is why it's at a hundred is because that is a very that's a that's a huge venture so I, I'm not exactly sure what, exactly what steps to take to get there yet because I'm still like, I'm still at the very beginning, you know, like I'm at 5% we're talking about. hundred mm-hmm. percent. So I can't, I don't, I really can't tell you like how I'm going to get there yet. But I mean, I feel like as time goes by, eventually everything will start taking shape. I'm one to focus on what's in front of me and the steps I need to take to get to wherever. So I'm, I'm constantly on my left and my right feet. I'm not, I'm not too far ahead of myself. I'm always, I'm just always in the now right now, you know? Yeah.
1: Definitely. So we're going to move on to our favorite part of the podcast, the uh, deep thinking questions. Okay. So are you ready?
0: Let's yep, get I'm it.
1: Ready. All right. So first question, let's imagine everyone in the world has headphones on. So every young adult in the world. So just think 35 and under, and you have one minute mm-hmm. to tell anything that you'd like to them. What are you gonna use that one minute for? I'm gonna ask them why they're wearing headphones.
2: <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell them. Um. Well, I mean, what's the significance of them wearing headphones? That
1: they're list. They get to listen to your voice. Your message.
2: All of them are wearing. All of them are, all of them are wearing headphones to listen yes, to my for voice for one
1: minute. You've okay. hacked everyone's iPod. I would tell era. them
2: that every single one of these people every single one of those people that are listening to me all have the potential to do whatever they want to do. Um, it's simply a matter of believing in yourself, setting a plan, uh, learning, learning, whatever it is that you want to do, uh, researching it in and out constantly being, I, ha- I believe you have to, you have to develop, uh, kind of a an obsessive relationship with whatever you want to accomplish you need to be a hundred percent in it. you need to believe in yourself you need to you need to constantly make strides to grow within that field um most of all is uh don't doubt yourself uh constantly tell yourself that you can do it believe in yourself and you know keep on moving forward
0: so okay so we're gonna move to the next question kind of basing it off of that um, I can tell that you have a strong passion um, and a large message that you want to share. And this question is kind of going to help comprise that a little bit. So in, um, mm-hmm. let's say, 90 to 100 years, um, let's say I'm sitting down, I open a book, and it happens to be your autobiography. What is the title mm-hmm. of that autobiography?
2: The title of that autobiography would be Mm, it's a really good question life is a journey not a battle I like that I like
0: it I like that I like that a lot I'm all about the journey we're all about the journey here
1: 100% about the journey alright so last question I just took a look at your website it says there's Mm -hmm. being some gold being created right now what is being created yeah or are we not allowed to know
2: uh, r- r- right now we have the comfort collection coming out. Uh, right, we're gonna drop them uh, the twenty fifth, Christmas Day. We're dropping some long sleeves. Um, the comfort collection is basically in two in two parts: is the long sleeves, and then I'm gonna have a graphic tee that I'm gonna drop mm-hmm. later. But uh, that is basically the goal that's being crafted right now. I've taken some time to develop the product and make sure that uh, it's uh, where it needs to be quality standard-wise and um, trying to constantly keep the prices as low as possible while keeping the quality as, as high as possible as well. So that's what's being worked on right now.
1: Yeah, so we just want to give you a big shout-out, Daniel, for coming on to the podcast. We want to say thank you for taking the time on a Thursday night after school has ended to just come on and speak and talk about how you started to build your brand called gold mine goods. Um, where can no worries. Honestly, I'm, I'm very
2: honored that you guys decided to have me on the show and I hope that uh, somebody out there that is uh, having their own journey to themselves. Uh, they're having their own journey. Um, they can listen to this and find a little inspiration to keep on moving forward and do whatever they want no, to do. Most
1: definitely. And at least for, we've had a couple, um, fashion brand, uh, CEOs on here as well. And I'm sure they might find some, some knowledge and insight from this, uh, interview too. Uh, where can people find any Get information up, on Goldmine goods? You guys have an Instagram page, Facebook, anything like that?
2: Uh, goldminegoods.com would be a good, a good website. It's just been updated, so I, I feel like that's a good representation of what we stand for and what we are. Our Instagram page shows off uh, more of like, our adventures and more of our aesthetic. My um, personal Instagram page will also show more adventures, kind of get a feel of like uh, what the goldmine life is, the lifestyle. Um, pretty much, that's it.
0: Great, okay. So everyone out there listening... Um, Again, Daniel, thank you for coming on. Uh, You'll find all his information up on the website, including his dumb profile. We want to find a little more about your co-host. Check out our website, GetYourGrindUp.com, our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GetYourGrindUp. We will be back next week with another amazing episode. Enjoy your holidays, and we'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into our podcast.
1: Check out our website, getyourgrindup.com, for every dumb profile and even more content.
0: Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Get Your Grind Up. And share a
1: name as we spread your journeys. What doesn't kill you makes you dumber. Thank Thank you, you guys. guys. Peace. Peace.